everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. I'm Mikey. Guess what? Episode 171. Home Alone. Home Alone. Like, literally, if you were born in the 80s, this is your Christmas movie. I mean, this is the ultimate (laughs) Christmas. This podcast episode was brought to you by All Things Christmas, All Burglary Mischiefness, and all this... (laughs) All the stock of flannel shirts and even pajamas from the gap that you can imagine. It's pretty grunge. <laughs> like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, like, this is a grunge movie. Like, instead of how people go, like, this is a Christmas movie, which I also deemed clueless this week on Instagram, a Christmas movie, because Cher goes to that Val party and their Christmas lights. So I'm convinced that... a Christmas movie? Really? I'm, I'm, I'm calling it a Christmas sure? movie because... There is a Val party with a Christmas theme, so I'm thinking that it could be December in Southern California. Clueless lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's during school. Oh yeah, July. No. Oh no, mind. Just kidding. <laughs> Not in Clueless, but but we're talking Home Alone. I have actually no idea why I haven't done this yet, but I, I know I don't know why either because this is this movie. <laughs> is like ultimate 90s and just i mean it's 1990 like the turn of the 80s so macaulay culkin uh, is the 90s i mean I he mean, is he was our president and our kid president in, oh my god he was in everything in the 90s richie rich um, yeah another one we have to do i was gonna make a i was gonna have put a list out in my head without like reading a thing but i mean he, he was, was an like, uncle buck before uncle this buck. Yep. and he was in a, a party monster which we covered a long well, time ago <laughs> uh yeah, that's when he was an adult but still i mean he has had such range uh macaulay has like throughout his life oh my it's god kinda, it's kind of nuts and then obviously the sequel which i have to say i have not seen even though a lot of people say <gasps> that it's the best oh one okay here's a full disclosure i have not seen this movie in probably 30 years what you were saying i feel like <laughs> because i remember seeing this movie i don't even know the first time i didn't see it in the theater i was too young if i did i don't remember it but i remember seeing it like on vhs tape i probably rented it or something i was so scared of this movie like it really freaked me out it's a pretty terrifying movie if you're watching it as a kid. I mean, yeah, you know, as a kid, that furnace freaked me out. I had like yeah. such distinctive memories of like when he thought the because fir- I was like around the age that he was, mm-hmm. so I was like seven, eight, nine. I was under ten, so like this, I guess, just really freaked me out. Like being alone, also, it's kind of like weird when you think of a kid. Like my parents aren't around. Like who's gonna feed oh, me? Yeah. Like what would I do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it is kind of scary, and then it's also when you're watching this as an adult now. I hadn't so I hadn't seen it since, so this is like not something I rewatch. It's not so I really have not seen this movie in forever. So I was like watching, it and I was just like, oh my god, this is like kind of wild that this kid is like. First of all, the aside from everything, Macaulay Culkin is a fucking genius, and how the hell he carried this whole movie and acted more like acted better than adults is like- should be studied. <laughs> He, like, he, was like, he was like a little baby MacGyver. He was, but he was so riveting. Yeah. He was like sitting in the church talking to the 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 old man, like neighbor who I thought was Freddy Krueger when I was younger. And I was like terrified of because in the very beginning, they're like, that's the fucking shovel murderer. And I was like, oh, not Freddy Krueger. Because I was like really young watching it. So I kind mm-hmm. of think like, I was like, wait, he's talking to the guy about his son. He's repairing families here. He's also like <laughs> saving property. He's kind of like Batman. <laughs> He's kind like, of like Batman. He is. He's like climbing on shit. He's breaking everything, but yet he's still like shopping and like acting like he's 
40 when he's like talking to the cashier. I was like, what is happening? And then let's also start, uh, let's also talk about like the cast. So obviously Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci. I mean, how great is Joe Pesci I mean, though? <laughs> uh, Daniel Stern, uh, John Heard, the dad, I guess. That's yeah, him. yeah, what an off. First of all, that dad. I love that actor, but this dad is like the but biggest this dad dick. Is so he's such a dick. Such he's a like, dick. Well, I mean, the mom is too in the beginning because she's just like, yeah, she got her what she came for stuff. though. Her karma was sitting in the back of that unheated budget rental truck from Scranton <laughs> to fucking God, Chicago. <laughs> That, and with John Candy listening to Polka in like a mm. non-ventilated or like insulated uh, room, that was her karma. In Catherine O'Hara, I mean, the mom from Beetlejuice, she was in Shit's Creek uh, in the recent years. I mean, the Christopher Guest films is what I always all think of. of. Yeah, yeah, like her and Eugene Levy. Yeah, like Mighty all Wind. I mean, come on. And then um, <laughs> for your the consideration. dog show. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so good. And then what's his name? Uh, Devin Rattray. I mean, can you have a worse last name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He, he plays Buzz, the cousin. He was in the movie Little Monsters. I don't know if you remember from like eighty. 80- Eight or eighty nine with oh, Fred Savage. That sounds Savage. familiar, but I haven't seen it in forever. With a really young Fred Savage and uh, Howie Mandel is the monster under the bed. Oh, that sounds so vaguely familiar. Oh my god, we ha- even though it's an eighties movie, it's technically a nineties movie. We should do that. Well, no, we can do it for backtrack. Oh, we still have to do a bunch of eighties movies. I, I, there's what is there? There's something that there's some eighties movie. I'm okay. Uh, so people out there, if you don't know, because you'll hear this probably before or maybe not. Uh, Die Hard is the what we're gonna do for backtrack in this December month on Patreon. We all saw it at the theater. I saw it for the first time at the theater, which I thought was fucking cool. Saw, yeah, that was the first time for me in the theater. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, like fucking cool. This is my first time ever watching it. Period. Like I'd never oh, seen it. Was, oh, this was my second time, but I mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah, right. So it was like watching a new movie. Yeah, it was really cool. So I thought that was really cool. And then I also found it really funny that they compared Home Alone to Die Hard. On IMDb, they were like, it's like a kid's version of Die Hard. Like, you're kind of guarding your property and a robbery is about to happen and you're trying to, like, fend off robberies. I was like, oh, I guess a kid version. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's kind of funny that in no, that was not a connection that I planned or anything. But yeah, we're also going to do Die Hard, (laughs) which I thought was really funny, too. Oh, and Macaulay Culkin's uh, brother, youngest (gasps) brother, Kiernan, Kiernan. um, as Fuller, he's in this. So oh, cool. he is first of all i love kieran culkin we did igby goes down mm-hmm. i love him in succession i'm secretly rooting for him to win the emmy this year for succession because i think roman is just one of the favorite my like most favorite characters i've seen on tv i love kieran culkin and i even love that he's been like a little shit since day one <laughs> Like, even, like, as he... And it's funny that it's his real brother, too, because it's cute how he's, like, looking at him when he sees him drinking the Pepsi. (laughs) He, like, looks at him with his glasses. I was like, so cute. You know know about Fuller. He wets the bed. (laughs) Yeah, and then he just, like, looks over at him and smiles. Like... Just so funny. It oh my really god! Is. When, when uh, Uncle Frank like moves the chair and he's stuck between the chair and the yeah. wall, he's like <laughs> on his nose. <laughs> oh god, poor little Kieran! How he's grown up. It's so insane. But um, yeah. Do you remember? You said you you rented it. 
I think I rented it, yeah, because I didn't see it in the theater, so I must have yeah, seen it at home. Either. Yeah, I must have seen it at home. Also, I forgot um, if anyone out there knows The Adventures of Pete and Pete, one of my favorite old Nickelodeon shows. It is on YouTube. If you have not seen it, go see it. I definitely have to cover it for Patreon because mm. there's like two episodes that mean so much to me as a kid. So I definitely want to do Pete and Pete. But Big Pete, this is before he was Big Pete because he's smaller. It's Jeff, who is Macaulay's brother in the movie, I think. Oh, it is him. Yeah, it is him. It is. Okay. The guy from Pete and Pete, but he's like Big Pete, but he's okay. little, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, which I thought was really funny. I think I text, did I text you? I was like, is that the guy from Pete and Pete? Yeah, you did. And you're no, like, I don't know which one. I'm like, I'm not currently watching it now, so I don't know what you're referring to. But. Also, Santa Moses is in it, aka Queen Delia from My So Called Life. Um, also, Ooh. we covered that on Patreon, if you do not know. She was, I think, one of the brothers' kids. Oh, she had the uh, curly hair. There were so many kids in that movie. Yeah, there were so many. <laughs> there were so many. I mean, it did remind me of like uh, when both sides of my family were all like very kumbaya-ish. It did feel that 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 way where my family used to be like that and like all running around and shit like that. And like during that time. And during that time. And also in like 1990. I mean, you know. And yeah, that, like the same, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's talk about real estate for a minute. Like, that fucking house, which people talk about all the time. Like, it's, I think it's outside Chicago. Like, the actual exterior. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that house is, like, everyone was wondering, like, what the fuck did this dad do to have all <laughs> these kids, have this huge oh. house, and be able to afford, like, an international trip for, like, eight people. <laughs> I and i don't know if we ever really found out what the dad did was that the no. brother who got like a transfer and then got like an awesome apartment uncle frank yeah well how what was the deal with their trip i have no idea but uncle frank seemed like a freeloader so he didn't his kids he didn't even want to pay for the goddamn pizza okay yeah so like what he just bought everyone's ticket like that's what i was so confused yeah. of with the plot i was like yeah, wait yeah how what's going on with this trip <laughs> like let's break this trip okay let's okay we're gonna have a like side note confusion bubble right now because first of all the movie opens up with the cop well obviously not the cop joe pesci in the house who a who lets him in b why is he still there for like half the scene like literally like 20 minutes like the dinner everything he's like standing in the foyer just there just like admiring what the staircase like, like look at case in their house and even if he's not a cop no, like I mean, and nobody even... knows like why this cop just shows up to your house to be like no, hey the, the parents don't even question no it's like, like the only one who questions him is the goddamn pizza boy <laughs> yeah like what the fuck <laughs> There's so many inconsistencies here. And then, I'm sorry, yeah, lackadaisical parents forgetting the kid. And then they're like, the mom's like, did I turn off the coffee maker? Yes. Did I lock the door? Yeah. Oh my God, Kevin. Like, It's easy to forget your kid when you literally banish him to the fucking yeah. attic the night before a I massive mean, yeah, international and then, and then trip. You goddamn horrible parents. What the and fuck? Then she, and then she's like, I don't want to see you for the rest of the night. Like, yeah. Really? I was like, wait, because this is, I was like, wait, eh, like, time out. Someone get child <laughs> services on the line. Like, 
these are actually like they're abusing this child like what the fuck's going on everyone's like dogpiling on him in the same room (laughs) and then they're even worse parents by like uncle frank says look what you did you little jerk and then parents just like let them call let him call their kid a jerk yeah okay like what the fuck are we doing here I was like, this is wild. And I love how he was, I love the like elation and joy in his face when he actually thought he made his family disappear. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he actually was bummed when he found out, oh shit, they just left without me. <laughs> I'd rather them like never ever come back. And like, I could live on my own. Clearly he can live on his own. <laughs> like he's fine. He can like he go to the store and everything. Shopping. He 20 bucks. Burglars. 20 bucks for all that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's another. That that's was another 1990s. <laughs> I know. When I think they actually, actually did something saying now it's like seventy five bucks. Basically. Like what he bought now is would be seventy five. It was on basically. Some I mean, like a TV article. dinner. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was like TV dinners, fabric softeners, like fifteen or something. Like, like it's a lot. Ridiculous. So also, this okay, this premiered uh, November 16th, 1990, directed by Christopher Columbus. Not that one. Not that one. But the one, if you're thinking, the one who did Harry Potter, you are right. <laughs> because he did, he directed, uh, let me see. I believe he directed Azkaban? Was it Azkaban? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. he directed Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. So the first two. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. He also directed like Mrs. Doubtfire. He did um, Rent. He did Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, I love um, that movie. Oh my yeah, God. another good one. He also does the second one. So I guess mm-hmm. I have to see the second one. How the fuck does he get lost again? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you that. Like, how? I can't tell you that. <laughs> um, okay, I'm probably going to have to watch that now. And yeah, so Chris Columbus is pretty cool. And I had no idea until I was watching the credits, because I'm watching this as a grown adult, that this was written by John Hughes. How come, mm-hmm. like, no one ever mentions that? Because as I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, this is very, like, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like, because that came out, what, just, like, three or four years before, which, yes, we have to do on the yes, Patreon. Yeah. I know that's going to be a backtrack because, like, yes. I think every single one of you love that movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we're going to, like, d- divvy it up. It's, like, such a great movie. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's why I was like, what? John Hughes did this? I was like, shit, no wonder it, the script is great. And the story is, like, really cool. Because I, as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, God, this is such a good movie. Like, just the story, everything moves really fast. It's funny. And and honestly, Macaulay Culkin is acting like even grown adults now can't do. Like, he's carrying an entire film. And I even read, like, a little preview into my behind the scenes was that they had, like, shot a whole bunch of scenes of the other family in, in Paris. And it was going to be kind of like a story about like both of their sides and all the test audiences were like, no, 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 no. We want to see what's happening with Kevin. Like zoom it back to Kevin. Cause like, obviously he's fucking good. I would watch like a four hour movie of Macaulay just like doing whatever, like going through these little capers, not to mention right after this, which we just did a little while ago. Uh, he did the good son. And it was weird watching him backwards into like his little good guy act because the last time I saw him, it was like him and Elijah Wood and he was like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> holy shit. He's like really scary. But um, yeah, so it was kind of cool to like see him like li- even smaller. He was small in The Good Son. Yeah. He was like 10 or something. Right. 
he wasn't even that old neither was uh elijah and they were both so good in that mm-hmm. um as little kids but yeah i find it all these like little kid actors of the 90s like the child actors that we had that were like our age they were so good so young like kirsten yeah. dunce was so good so young and like natalie portman was really good so young and like uh joseph gordon levitt and like heath ledger like they were all just like really good when they were like kids almost yeah it's kind of crazy <laughs> um okay so john hughes okay yeah i think i basically gave you my rundown of first impressions did you have any others to add uh i mean like i said like i I can't even remember the first time i saw this but it's always been on the tv during this time of year especially because it's a christmas movie yeah totally. radically like used to come on hbo and fox because it's a fox property Mm -hmm. um throughout the year you know like in in on repeats and you know uh on the weekends when there was nothing better to do you know yeah this um, was always on cable always yeah always. um i mean i love this movie it, it has such a star yeah, so we went we went over that um my parents house has never got burglarized thank god but i don't think any kid would be like this smart no um like <laughs> and, and like you said like i mean like he fronted the entire movie like he carried it um I do random, but I do like these old timey like name callings though, like puke face, cheek face. I don't know what cheek face means. Yeah, but, that's weird. And then like Buzz says Flemwad. Yeah. I used to, I used to do. I used to say Flemwad all the time. Really, Flemwad? <laughs> Ew. I don't know why. It just you know. I mean, like you hear like phrases, catchphrases, or whatever, and you're just like, oh okay, yeah. You add that to your everyday dictionary. You know what it was, Macaulay Culkin. I, I've just figured this out, even though I'm sure a lot of people already have come to this realization, but Macaulay Culkin at this time and Kevin McAllister specifically, he was the living embodiment of Bart Simpson. Yes. In this Very. movie. He <laughs> yes. was like Bart Simpson and like Dennis the Menace. Like those were the cartoons that we had. I mean, Dennis the Menace is pretty old, but like Bart Simpson was of this time. Like 1990 was like the height of the Simpsons. I it was feel- like that surly kid, but he's really smart. And that's exactly what Kevin is. Kevin is Bart in this. I mean, he has the, the, like, don't have a cow, man. And he has the keep the change, you filthy animal. Like, he has his little, like, one-liners. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do actually have a Dennis the Menace live. They used, they did a while ago. Um, yeah, they did. Who played him? But I can't. Let me look it up on IMDb real quick. You know how there was always in the 90s, like, those really cute young kids that were blonde? <laughs> like, the one guy in Jerry Maguire? He was like the cute kid that was in like TV shows. He was in Dawson's Creek for a second. Anthony looks Nikki or whatever. Oh yeah, wait, what was he in? Wasn't he in like Boy Meets World? No. What he was, was he in? in? I, re- I remember he was like in a vampire movie. Oh, that's uh, the Jerry Maguire kid. Is Lip Nikki? Jonathan Lip Nikki, yeah. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, who's the one that's in? I can't find it. Oh my yeah, God. who's in Dennis the Menace? I wonder. But yeah, there was always like that kid, like that child star in the 90s that was in a lot of stuff. And Macaulay was one. And I guess they were like looking for other young kids that were that good because he wasn't like my girl. I mean, that was a big deal when I was mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I think I remember seeing that in like this girl's basement, like one of my neighbors. And we were like, "Ooh, let's watch my girl. It was really cool. <laughs> All in days, olden days. Oh my God, I can't find it. Never mind. I'm not a professional. Um, shit. Let me see, Dennis. 
I just can't believe like he acts this well. It's just kind of nuts. I mean, at eight. Yeah, like it really was. That's just kind of nuts. And the only thing nominated for the Oscars for this movie was the score, which granted John Williams. We love John Williams, but Mm -hmm. that was the only nomination. Like none of it was for acting. I think he was so good. His name is Mason Gable. Gamble. Oh. I don't know what other stuff. He's actually kind of a cute, uh, cute guy. <laughs> Mason Gamble. Mason Gamble. He was in a CSI episode, The Trouble with Dee Dee. I don't know what that is. A, a bunch of one-offs. Oh, former actor. I was oh, thirty-seven. He Oh, I remember Rushmore. Oh, he's the one that played Dennis the Menace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember him as a kid. I, he looks familiar as a kid. That was, yeah, 93. Mm-hmm. Natasha Leone's in that movie? Oh, shit. Is that, like, a good one? I kind of want to see it. And Christopher what? Lloyd. <laughs> and what? Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Like, I guess, yeah. I kind of wonder, like, what Natasha Leone is like as a kid. Like, I bet she sounds the same. <laughs> like, I bet she just kind of has that attitude. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, and Walter Matthau, he was... Yeah. (laughs) This has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, but maybe I'll bookmark it. Maybe we'll... Yeah, because I kind of... I'm curious. I don't even know. Okay, cool. Well, unless you have any more, let's move on to behind the scenes. I've got a point. I know, there's a fuck ton of behind the scenes. So, a lot. Or beyond a lot. But uh, what do you have? Okay, I have, like, just the main stats, and then I'll let you do, like, some of the, like, actual facts. Okay, so the stats are, the budget for this was $18 million. Now, this was, like, a big point of contention, which is why this was, like, a Warner Brothers property, then became a Fox property. So I think they, like, didn't want this budget to, like, go overboard, but, like, John Hughes was like, no, I can do it for, like, hardly any money. $18 million was, like, not that much. So then I think the budget was like flopping in and out. They were like doing more, they were doing less. And then eventually it got like, this movie got into turnaround, like almost didn't get made, which was kind of nuts. So then eventually it was made for 18 million and the box office was 476.7 million. Like this was the number one movie, I think for like 12 weeks at the box office. Like, and people out there who know you know right if you're like around our age you remember when home alone came out in the theater Mm. like it it was everywhere macaulay was doing commercials like every five seconds he was doing a toy commercial he was in the michael jackson black or white video oh my god that's right you know like he macaulay and then obviously michael jackson had that like they had like that relationship like friendship you know he's like i want to listen to it okay <laughs> yeah right we're like that's they were like two of the biggest people in the world at that yeah. time so like yeah. they were it was like crazy but like i said and bart simpson is also in that so like i guess macaulay yeah. kind of got known as like you know bart simpson <laughs> almost mm-hmm. like incarnate like he had these one-liners that people would like make him say and stuff when he would like go out but um but yeah so anyway <laughs> So, so it made a fuck ton of money. Rotten Tomatoes, I was shocked. 66% on the critic score. Which... Wow, really? Yeah, which I found really strange. Audience was 80. I'm also kind of... I thought that's pretty low because most people love this movie. So I find that kind of strange that it's that low for Home Alone, which is a cult classic. I mean, it's not even a cult classic at this point. It's like a, a mainstream film. Especially for Christmas um that's basically all i have for like stat wise also check out the honest trailer on it because it's really funny that's all oh, I really 
Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. I love Honest Trailer. So anytime we do like these kind of movies, I always look for the Honest Trailer from oh, right yeah. behind the scenes. So just a word, just like word to the wise, if you like those, check out the one for Home Alone. It's really funny. I like the Honest Trailers. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, love, haven't, I, love. I haven't seen them in forever. I've, I've only seen like a few. But oh, the Loki season two one's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah. So what about you? What did you got? So I've got like twenty two things. Um, oh shit! Yeah, there are a lot, but there's a lot, and, and they're very interesting, very mm-hmm. cool. Um, so my first one was, <clears throat> excuse me, Joe Pesci, the uh, the the one of the burglars slash cop in the beginning, um, fake cop. Um, he uh deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted um he wanted Culkin to think he was a mean guy to like <laughs> get that more realistic kind of you know fear into him i guess okay um that would that would annoy the shit out of me and that would that would make me scared as a little kid you i know, know yeah i was gonna say i'd be kind of freaked out yeah um Catherine o'hara who plays macaulay macaulay's mom revealed in 2014 that culkin actually still calls her mom to this day did you see her at his uh hollywood star ceremony recently it was no. like literally a few weeks ago so macaulay just got a star on the hollywood walk of fame yeah. right so his wife was there his like kids and then Catherine o'hara was there and they were like hugging and he was like mom i was like oh my god <laughs> like everyone yeah it was, she was just there yeah oh was, that's cool that's awesome yeah it was I, really cool. I love Catherine o'hara she's yeah i love her um the third one is uh the picture Kevin finds of Buzz's girlfriend when um, when it's like the next day, the parents, you know, everyone's on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like going through Buzz's trunk like that you take to sleepaway camp, basically, and finds a picture of his girlfriend. The um, That picture is actually a boy made up to look like a girl because director Chris Columbus thought it would be too cruel to make fun of a girl like that. Um. <laughs> which is interesting. Okay, but, like, yeah. The boy that we use, the boy that was actually used in the photo was the art director's son. That's so funny. So I would be insulted. I know, but great. Director, but whatever. Okay. Um, my next one is uh Joe Pesci again was used to uh was so used to adding profanity to most of his scripts and movies. <laughs> That he kept forgetting that he was filming a family movie during his character's like on screen outburst. <laughs> so the director advised him to say like fridge instead of fuck instead of the yeah, instead of fuck. A lot of Pesci's um unintangible pains, like mutterings <laughs> where he's to avoid cursing, basically. Where yeah, you can like, hear oh, it too, because he's like, Oh no, so yeah. special. <laughs> like yeah. he wants to just be in a Scorsese film so bad because he just did Goodfellas before he did this. Yeah, where it's just like letting like the expletives fly, I mean, basically just fly off. Yeah, <laughs> um, John Candy, who who plays the uh, polka guy at the uh, airport at John yeah, Candy near end. What'd you say, John Candy? John Candy. Oh, I love John Candy. I know. Um, shared all of his screen time with uh, Catherine O'Hara. The two previously worked together on sctv from 1976 and we're good friends candy died on o'hara's actual 40th birth on her birthday 40th oh. um and o'hara gave a tear tearful eulogy at his funeral oh um, so they were like really really close um my next one is the movie originally had more scenes of the family like you said in paris but uh test audiences wanted to go back to kevin that's um, incredible right i want to see that 
that cut. Like, I want to see if there was the like, Snyder uh, cut. <laughs> the Zack Snyder cut. We want the Snyder cut of Home Alone. There's <laughs> yeah. a really great TikTok that I think was it. I think Charles sent it to me, <laughs> and it was like Home Alone recut as a trailer, but a thriller. And it looks oh, like one would do that. Yeah, don't you love it? So this one, it was actually really good. I was gonna send it to you. I I gotta find it again, but um, I'll link it. Have you seen it? I think I've seen that one. I've seen. I I know I've seen like other movies or other other things made into like horror, quote unquote. Like, uh, do you remember? I know this is not a movie, but do you remember the Snack Girl TikTok where What's the mom, girl? the mom and the dad are like filming their daughter. And she's like, snacks, snacks. And it's like, oh, all of a it's like a baby, of, right? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turned into a trailer for a horror film. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, oh my God. It's, it's kind of scary, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, this one's really funny because Home Alone is kind of scary. I thought of it as like a really scary movie when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the, when the, the, um, the power goes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the burglars are kind of scary. Um, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, the two burglars, felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting. So they intentionally gave over the top performances because <laughs> neither of them believed that this movie was going to be a massive success. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they were good, though, because they, they were, were so awesome. dumb and yeah. funny. Um, Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was actually a 30 year old man. Like a small guy, a very, a very short thirty-year-old man. Oh that, wow! Yeah, um, the movie was entered in the Guinness Book of World Records as the highest box office gross comedy, grossing back then was a uh, four hundred and seventy-seven million worldwide. That's crazy! Isn't that amazing? Like back then, mm-hmm. and apparently this was like one of the first tapes to go on VHS. Yeah. to like buy so it made like i think it sold like 11 million copies and made like 150 million dollars of sales of just buying it i mean like this movie was a phenomenon like it's crazy yeah yeah um john candy like i said played the role of gus polinski as a favor to um writer john hughes and was paid scale which is screen actors guild minimum wage um, the character was inspired by by a real life uh, Jan the Polka King Lee Wan, who lived in Pennsylvania, and <laughs> whose polka band really did do tours around the world. Oh a, wow! In a van. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of polka music, but I know that um, I kind of like Weird Al Yankovic. And, oh my uh, gosh! If anyone who likes Weird Al Yankovic, um, who's listening, you're awesome. Um, he does didn't he do didn't daniel radcliffe do that movie where he played him i kind of want to see that did you see it oh you should see it if you're a fan of him you should see it they said he did a good job i think it's streaming someplace yeah i think it came out like last year or something yeah you should see it um yeah it wasn't in the theater for very long like maybe two weeks oh that's short yeah damn excuse me um the concept for this movie originated during the filming of a scene in uncle buck like you were just mentioning earlier from 1989 also written and produced by John Hughes, in which Macaulay Culkin played a character who interrogates a would-be babysitter through the letter opening in the front door. Oh. Um, so I've never actually seen all of Uncle Buck. I've seen a little bit of it. Same, but I saw it a long time ago. But literally, I feel like this could be a sequel or mm-hmm. in that in that universe, you know? Yeah, kind of, yeah. 
um, in that MCU type universe. <laughs> the multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was only allowed to work on set five hours a day because of child labor laws. Um, the crew planned out the screen, uh, the scenes around his schedule, putting him on camera alone a lot. Um, and he's carrying like yeah, every I mean, scene yeah, he's, he's barely yeah. on the screen and he's only there for a little bit like five hours a day <laughs> right. which is a lot for like a yeah. 10 year old oh, yeah. or eight year old like yeah. yeah like that's crazy um according to the director uh during an interview with alec baldwin on uh baldwin's podcast here's oh, the thing has a fucking podcast jesus christ but alec baldwin just does not seem like the kind of guy who like does kind of calm conversations with anybody he was apparently supposed to be uh, considered to be the dad. Oh, that would track, though. He could play an asshole dad with the best of them. Well, totally. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like, I, 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 yeah, I can see him being in the movie. Was he too hot in the 90s, though? In 1990, was he like a hot guy? Was he like know. a I mean, Mickey Rourke type? I might be alone in this, but uh -oh. I think this dad was actually kind of a delf. Yeah, oh, yeah, he totally was. He was oh, just God. a dick. I'm oh yeah, like, John Hurt. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. But no, um, he was uh he no. We had like I don't think people understand. We had like pretty amazing dilfs on TV in the '90s and in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there were a lot. Like the dad from Nip Tuck. Like mm -hmm. we had like all these like de definite daddies like oh, on TV God. for sure. He was uh, definitely one. I would oh, say yeah. the role of Uncle Frank was originally written for Kelsey Grammer. That also would track. That would that would be interesting. Did he say yeah. no? Is that what happened? Um, it was due to what was that? Fraser at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Some scenes were shot in three-story single-family houses located at six seventy-one Lincoln Avenue in Winnetka, Illinois. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um. Sorry, Illinois people. Um. <laughs> The kitchen in the movie was shot in the house along with the main staircase, basement, and most of the first floor. Uh, the house's dining room and all of the downstairs rooms, excluding the kitchen, were built on the soundstage. The house was built in 1921 and features five bedrooms, a fully converted attic, a detached Ugh. double garage, and a greenhouse. A greenhouse. What? Um, Kevin's treehouse, quote-unquote, in the backyard was built specifically for the movie and de demolished after principal photography ended. Oh, that sucks. Oh, he had a treehouse in the good sun too. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> he almost dropped Elijah Wood from it. <laughs> that's right. In, in May of 2011, the house in Illinois used in this movie was listed for sale at 2.4 million. It sold in March of two of 2012 for 1.5 million. I'm wondering why that big of a drop. Wait, what was the first price it went for? 2.4. 2.4 to 1.5. Yeah. Was it like in disrepair or something? I or guess. Is that I land mean, not like valuable? Or a year, huh? Is that land like not valuable or something now? I don't know. That's weird. I, I actually tried to look for it and I was unsuccessful it's an amazing um, house yeah when uh when devin rattray who played buzz like i said um <laughs> uh he said he probably uh what was it 
Oh, you when, know who he looks like? He looks no. like the living embodiment of Sid from Toy Story. Oh my god, he totally, <laughs> totally does. That is oh, Sid no. from Toy Story is totally Buzz from Home yeah. Alone. Is that confirmed? I wonder if that's confirmed. What What is... Sid also reminds me of, like, Sid Vicious. Yeah, a little bit. Um, also, Dennis the Menace. And he's he's also, like, a more of a sociopathic Bart Simpson because he actually would <laughs> probably kill someone. Yeah. Oh, now I want to find out who Sid from Toy Story... <laughs> But no, when when asked about Buzz, about his character um, at one point, he said that he probably went to went to prison because that's the kind of person he is. But ironically, Rattray himself was arrested in 2021 for domestic assault and battery of his then girlfriend and came under investigation after allegations of rape a few years later. What? Oh, Buzz, you fuck. Right? So mm-hmm. interestingly enough, so you know how you were talking about like a legit sequel. So there's been like TV movies of other sequels like Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, Home Alone yeah. 5 and 6. Um, he just, uh, uh, Devin, sorry, um, appeared as Buzz in the latest uh, Home Alone reiteration on Disney+. Plus. What? There's a later home? Like, wait, it's- when did he have all these allegations? Was that before? Or, like, did he have those allegations and he still did the new Home Alone? Everything happened, started to happen in 2021. Oh, okay. Oh, so Home Sweet Home Alone? Is that the new one? 2021. No, the latest one is called uh, Holiday Heist. There's another one? Shit. Um, So what is that, six? Oh, God, that's annoying. So they've... But they're all on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, so they've tried to like make it a series. Yeah, but with you know obviously somebody else and yeah. Um, Robert De Niro was originally going to be Joe Pesci's character. I can see that. I can kind of see that. Um, I Chris can't. Was, I mean, it would can't. be nice, but I feel like I can't see him doing something that silly yet mm. in his career. He didn't end up well, doing I mean, those. Like meet the Fockers until the two thousands. Well, that's true. In the nineties, yeah. he was still doing like right after like Goodfellas. He did Cape Fear. Like he was still doing like scary ass weird movies. Mm. I don't think he would have done like a family PG but kind of was, movie. He actually, I mean, well, speaking of like now stuff with the Fockers and everything, and like mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually really funny. No, he is. Yeah, but usually a lot of those guys do those later. I feel like while mm. he was still at that age, he was still doing like oh, Cape yeah. Fear and like sociopathic, like you know, kind of yeah. what he was known for with Scorsese and all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Chris. I'm almost done. Um, Chris Farley originally auditioned for the Santa Claus. Oh, um, I love Chris car, and he's like, he's like, what next? Rabies shots for the Easter Bunny? <laughs> oh, I love Chris Farley so much. Yeah. I love doing the episode on Tommy Boy. Like Tommy Boy oh is like god. one of my ultimate fa- movie. favorite movies. Oh my god, um, so Home- good. Home Alone premiered in Chicago. Um, I think you mentioned this earlier on November tenth, nineteen ninety, and was theatrically theatrically released in the United States on November sixteenth. While the first reception was initially mixed, in later years, reception has been generally positive, with praise for its cast, humor, and music. Um, like I said, Home Alone grossed, or you said, Home Alone grossed $476.7 million worldwide, becoming the highest grossing live-action comedy until the release of The Hangover Part 2 in 2011. What? The Hangover Part 2? Which is weird. I mean, I... 
I mean, I liked them, but I don't I don't think they were great. The first one was good. The second one, I think I just saw the second. I didn't see the third one. Yeah. But the second one was the first one was I really liked. And don't uh, even get me started on my Bradley Cooper. I'm so not I do not like him at all and like No. Ugh, I, his uh, name just sends chills down my spine. And uh, I just but the first one was so good, I thought. And then mm. I think they just milked it a bit too much. Yeah. Um, Home Alone was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy for Culkin, and for the Academy Award for Best Original Score by John Williams, who's done what? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> Park. All the Star Wars, all Jurassic Jaws. Park. Jaws. Didn't he Jaws. do Jaws? Yeah. I mean, Harry he- Potter. Harry Potter, yeah, everything. I mean, like everything, yeah, everything. Um, and also best original sco- uh song for the song called "Somewhere in My Memory," um, by Home on Home Alone soundtrack. Yeah, it's the like, soundtrack um, was a big deal too. Oh my god, this uh, we when when we get there, yeah, um, yeah. Home Alone has since been considered one of the best Christmas films ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. The film, like I like I was mentioning, the film was followed by a commercially successful sequel in 1992 called Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, which brought back most of the film's uh, first cast, first film's cast. Culkin was paid $4.5 million to Damn. appear in the sequel, compared to $110,000 for the original. Fuck! He got paid one hundred and ten grand. Yep. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. But then he gets paid four million. No wonder his parents I mean, allegedly were pilfering from him. Right. Because that's what um, was happening. Which also made it really sad when I was watching it because I knew what had happened in mm-hmm. his like life when he like Macaulay Culkin is one of those we had a lot of like nineties child stars who like didn't make it and then we had some that did, but they had this like really insane personal life where their parents were like involved in their lives and like, you know, either taking their money or like kind of exploiting them and like, let them do whatever. And I think that was what Macaulay was one of the ones I remember was that like his dad, he had a really horrible relationship with his dad and his dad was like on the set of the good son and kind of swinging his weight around because of Macaulay and asking for money and demanding different things like that. So he actually like got, got his way to like block his parents from controlling his trust fund. Cause he made so much money when he was young, like mm-hmm. before he was like 15, he made like $20 million. So I think there was all this like back and forth um, about like what actually happened. And then I think Macaulay said like, well, not all of that is completely true, but he did remove their names from his trust and he found an executor. So like, we don't know the exact back and forth, but there was something. And, and he has said that he had like a cruel and violent childhood with his father. So it, it actually is like a double-edged sword when I was watching it and they were all like so terrible to him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like what he'd mentioned his home life was like and the way that it looked when all these kids like and adults just dogpiled on him for the first like 15 minutes of the movie. I was like, wait, this is like really cruel. Like, he didn't do anything crazy. And you guys are just like, you're a fucking screw up. You're a mistake. I was like, whoa. Mm. Like, what the fuck? Like, sending him up. This is an international trip you're about to take with your entire family. Like, you're not banishing someone that they're not even sleeping in their own bed and packing for their trip. You're just, like, shoving them upstairs and going, like, okay, you're up there. We'll see you in the morning. 
You're what the French call les écopetons. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, with these bitches, I was oh, like, man. what the fuck? This is so terrible. I was like, this is awful. They just, like, locked him upstairs. And, yeah, it's it's super sad. It's, like, super sad. I was like, oh, no. Um, my last one. Sorry, I know that, that was a long... Uh, oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, but my last one is the gangster movie that Kevin is watching um, for the in the beginning and then, like, kind of goes throughout the movie is actually called it's called angels with filthy souls truth be told it's actually a fictional movie made just for the for home alone and it was actually filmed in one day in an abandoned gymnasium the title does reference a real gangster film from 1938 uh 1938 starring james cagney um though called angels with dirty faces the title was decided upon only because they needed to create a label for the tape kevin puts in the vhs player (laughs) So that was actually really cool. I never knew that until like two days ago. I didn't either. Like, I I totally thought that was a real, like, old school movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was some old school movie. I was like, can this happen? Can Zack Snyder do it? (laughs) I know, right? We need the Snyder cut for everything. He he has a lot of work to do, okay? (laughs) Well, Marvel's a hot mess now, too. So the superhero world is really topsy-turvy at the moment. Oh, my God. I can't. It's it's a whole lot of mess. I think they should take. We should have at least five years of no superhero movies at, at the minimum. I agree. I, agree. I think they need to all regroup and you know we don't need any filler now. Just do it right. Yep. Like do it right. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Cool. That well, that's all you got for. Behind. I mean, there's a lot. If you want to look up more, go yeah. for it. Yeah, it's a ton. Yeah, we'll be here like all night if we do every single thing. <laughs> Um, okay, so next is Fashion. Jay Hurley does the costumes. They're not a ton that yeah. I have for this. It's not crazy, but I feel like it is pretty grungy with all of the flannel and cold weather and snow we've got here. Like I said earlier, Gap must have like just given them like all of their flannels, Old Navy. <laughs> Whatever was popular back then, Brookstone, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I wonder I wonder who I wonder who else like who the clothes came from. If they came from a store if they were just like randomly sourced. Like They're it's like, really funny. Uh what's an old like nineties Nordstrom's? No. Um Burlington Coat Factory. Lord <laughs> and still Taylor. Exists, though. <laughs> yeah, Lord and Taylor like Woody's or like Hex. Oh my god, Woody's. <laughs> They're like one of those department oh, stores, like one of those like Bloomingdale's or department stores. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember my mom taking me to Woody's all the time. <laughs> yeah. Woody's and like Hex. Yeah. Oh my and, god. <laughs> like so many. Like um shout out to all your local department stores out there that you used to go to that were in the malls of whatever towns you're in or By countries way, you're in. <laughs> By the way, it is the, I'm gonna have a PSA for a moment, but if there are malls that still exist and people need to be patient with uh, store employees, thank you very much. Oh yeah, please treat uh, retail employees from from two former retail employees. Like yes. it's fucking hard out there, and this is like the time of year you think that people would be nicer to mm-hmm. everyone, and it's the complete opposite. And that's why Christmas music now is like a massive trigger for me because I'm so used to hearing it on repeat for years and years. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now I'm just like I'm not into it, not at all. But um, yeah, anyway, definitely. Yeah. And if you also have malls near you, go to them so they don't get shut down. Yes. <laughs> Another one. 
we'd like to keep the nostalgia going <laughs> yeah well i mean and i think we're getting back to i think and i mentioned this on every show i think we're slowly getting back to like a more tangible world i think the next generation is or even this next year i feel like is going to be more in real life and less online because we came out of covid yep. well, we're still kind of in it sort of but people are gathering in person and i think people are tired of the internet they're getting a little tired of Instagram. They're getting tired. Like they want to do things. I think like some print media is coming back. Um, I think the, I was just reading too the Oppenheimer, like blue, Blu-ray DVD is like sold out. Like everybody really? wants it because it's not streaming anywhere. And Christopher um, Nolan was just recently saying, which is what I've been saying for years is that physical media is coming back because now we're starting to see all these streamers take movies off of the, things that you think they're always going to be there like for instance i always use westworld westworld's done by hbo i always thought it was going to be there and mm. now it's taken off and not gone anywhere else and it's like just not available like i have to buy it i can't stream it like and they did that with some other movies you know you find movies and they get taken off and they just don't mm -hmm. even tell you why and you're like yeah. wait a minute what am i paying for if you're taking things away and not moving it so that's why people i'm like get dvds is you never know now there's mergers happening the recent rumor now is that warner brothers and paramount yeah are looking at each other and i was like why are they all merging it's so stupid. that's hbo and paramount plus like are they just gonna make this one big ass streaming thing where it's like every single thing is on like one massive company like we why what are what's going on here like it's kind of nuts Yes. so yeah physical media if you can and also it's pretty cheap for now if it ends up becoming a thing and dvds start to rise in price and they go back to what they used to be where they were like 30 bucks when a movie would come out tv shows were like 100 bucks when they would come out or like 90 you can get like a whole series now for like 40 bucks like 10 seasons of a show it's kind of nuts but that's insane yeah yeah, let's just make a little PSA for DVDs and physical media. Don't let the don't let it die, please. No, don't. <laughs> don't. Um. Yeah. So, fashion. Did you have any standouts? I did just a little bit. Um. Hold on. I, oh, here we go. Um. Kevin's iconic red sweater with the green khakis, of course. Oh. Um, and I do like his actual white sweater that we see the next day. I love that. I wrote down that white chunky sweater is really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um. I love uh, Fuller's red suspenders. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I tried to pause it a, a few times. I, I think they're ducks on his shirt. Oh, on his shirt. They're so cute with his little pants. <laughs> and then his like button down and like the wide rimmed glasses. He like, is so adorable. So, like, he's, he's so fucking adorable. He's so um, adorable. And then I like Aunt Leslie's look. Uh, she's giving me visit very like Mrs. Doubtfire vibes. Yeah, how old is she? <laughs> I like, mean, like, she looks like she's like forty something. Yeah, but she <laughs> also looks like older too. That's well, I mean, by the way, she's dressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like with this brown skirt, white button down blouse with a silk like ascot, and uh, whitish clear big glasses, <laughs> and like fake me pearls pearl necklace <laughs> <laughs> it's really I wild mean, who knows what it's really wild yeah and then when they're like rushing the next day because they all slept in you can see her with the same same style outfit but just different colors like yeah her, the skirt <laughs> yeah. is red her glasses are red her shirt is like 
a white pearly metallic. Like, <laughs> I know it's really funny, and, but I'm just like, oh, this is Doubtfire again, um, <laughs> which is then, directed by Chris Columbus, <laughs> who did, right? Who did Mrs. Doubtfire? And, and then I love the mother. Years later, I love uh, Catherine O'Hara's like gray power suit. I love that um, camel coat she has too. Oh, I love the it's coat. It's very like Kim Basinger in Nine and a Half Weeks. She had very. that amazing, uh, like winter wardrobe with sweaters and coats mm-hmm. and stuff. But I remember my mom having a lot of these suits because, like, um, she used to uh, sell houses. Your mom was so like executive bitch realness in like yes. the eighties, <laughs> yeah. power suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when she went, um, when she switched from realtor to um working at a group home she still had those outfits but you know she was branching out a little bit but it mm-hmm. was she had like one of every color that's so funny <laughs> <In> every pattern <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so funny but those are those are my standouts um i i know that there's more in my head but i can't really yeah Okay, mine were kind of around the same. I love Kevin's plaid shirt in the very beginning. Like, I just love the colors in it. Really cool. Uh, the yeah. white chunky sweaters neat the next day. I love his little travel outfit with his hat and his, like, mittens that are, like, attached to his coat. <laughs> and, like, when he goes out, he, like, and his scarf, his, like, red scarf, like, he, like, all bundles up. It's so cute when he goes out. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, his jeans on. And he's, like, I think, does he have, like, snow boots on? He might even have like snow boots. Like his boots are different because he, he knows he's like going outside and he's like going for like a journey. I love his little like travel outfit. Oh yeah. I uh-huh. think it's I just think it's really cute. Um just everything about Fuller. Like everything about him. Like just he's I just love Kieran Colgan and he's just the cutest kid ever. Like him and Macaulay are just the cutest children. And they just like have so much personality. Like I don't know how they do. But they mm-hmm. just do even now, like even when you see what they all did later. I'm also so upset that we only got like a sneak peek of Macaulay in American Horror Story because that's like my ultimate dream is for him to be one of the main cast members because I loved him in Horror Story. Like I love when he plays like weird shit like that. So yeah. I kind of wish that he was in it a bit more. But um, all, I mean, all of them. I kind of wish that... Oh, wouldn't it be so cool if American Crime Story they did like Party Monster and he did like Michael Alec if oh, Ryan yeah. Murphy did it mm-hmm. and, and he oh, brought God, that back would be, that like, would be awesome and he brought back like Macaulay and Chloe Sevigny and like Natasha Leone <laughs> like somehow it just brings like all the ones from the movies back and like has them play something maybe something different because they have to be younger people who play like Michael and all that but it would be really funny if they did that and got them all together again. Um, but yeah, the mom's cool camel coat was another one of my favorites. I like Buzz's like varsity jacket that was very like gap at the time. He has that kind yeah. of like leather sleeve jacket that was like red, which is pretty cool. That's about all I had. I mean, the girls had like really annoying 90s clothes, like the clothes that were big that you'd find in like a JCPenney. Uh, just like dresses, like really just like ill-fitting shit it was coming from the 80s like it was kind of rough out there um in like 1990 we weren't quite in the cool 90s yet we were still like easing out of that like shoulder pad like pastels like heavy fabric i had these like really thick cable knit tights that i didn't like to wear that were like for the winter time and it was very much like 80s but like 
trying to be like flannelly at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was very odd for kids. I mean, like kids' clothes. Kids' clothes had like different trends than adults' clothes. Well, and then yeah. in the ninety in the late eighties, I don't know much. I mean, I know about them from just history, but I'm talking about from me being a kid in the late eighties and like what was around for my age group. I, I mean, remember like those kind of like eighties dresses that we hadn't quite got gotten out of like taffeta yet. We were like getting out of it, but we hadn't quite moved out of it yet for kids and stuff. But yeah, that's basically it for fashion. This wasn't like a heavy fashion movie. Hmm. Um, okay, music. What do you got for music? Music. I mean, this is a big one. It's had a big soundtrack. It, it, it really did. Um, hold on, and we second. mentioned John Williams' score. I mean, that's... John Williams did the score. Um, who else could do it, really? Other, other than your normal Christmas, like, Oh, Holy Night and stuff like that, we have um, White Christmas by The Drifters. Yeah, have, I like that one. We have Please Come Home for Christmas by um, Southside Johnny Lyon. Or Leon. Oh, yeah. okay. Um... We have Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Mel Torme. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry, the airport scene. Yeah, I like that one. I wrote that oh, one down. Um, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Brenda Lee. Isn't that the one that's um was number one this past week? Hmm. Or like yeah. two weeks ago, and then now Mariah's back on top again. But for like two weeks, it was like Brenda, Brenda Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's like Cher... <laughs> with her first, oh, i'm sorry i really like that song her, 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 her <laughs> first christmas album ever hopefully i really like that song i haven't listened to the whole album though but i really like that share christmas song <laughs> everyone go out there and give uh share's christmas uh song a spin help yeah. help a sister out <laughs> help share out dj play that christmas song <laughs> i like it <laughs> It's a club track. It's like, why do Walker all of her songs like gay club tracks? I love it. Like, they're all just like, do you believe? They're all like that believe record. (laughs) And now the believe always makes me think of Buffy season four. Oh my God. And her roommate who plays it. We have to also, I'm sorry, everyone out there. I know you're, you're probably not asking, but we're telling you that Buffy, we are going to continue with season four of Buffy. Um, We're going to continue with Buffy. (laughs) We are. God damn it, it, Mikey, stop. (laughs) We are going to continue. We have, I think we're at Hush now, which is crazy that we didn't do it for Halloween, but. Talk about scary ass shit. That's one of the most terrible. I never watch it. I always skip it. So I'll have it, to watch it for the podcast. It's, it's disturbing as fuck. And yeah, it really is. Like it really, really is. Okay, sorry. Keep going with your uh, songs. Oh no, no, no. That was that was pretty much it. But I mean, then you have you know like the 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 regular Christmas stuff. The the core uh, the choir in the church. They oh with the, yeah with that song. Oh my god, it's a, it, it's awesome. I love it. Um, and that's the the Grinch that he's watching on TV. Oh yeah. You're a mean Mr. Grinch. Wait, now that I just look up, it's so funny. Because I just said that on IMDb, which is like my Bible, the um background is <laughs> Grinch sitting in a in a window and he has a suit on and a cup and it says, That's right, I've got a podcast. <laughs> it says Tis the Grinch holiday podcast. Listen now on Wondery. That's so funny. Oh, wow. I was just talking about the Grinch, but yeah, I was wondering what year that Grinch is from, the animated one. Because whenever okay. we used to always see it, 
1966. Yeah. Damn, it's that old. Yeah, I was going to say, that's another thing that reminds me. Of, that's what I should probably do for Patreon. Because it was like a TV movie. Mm. It's only like 20 minutes. I should do that for Patreon. I love the movie with Jim Carrey. Oh my God, though. I haven't seen it because I'm not the biggest Jim Carrey fan. And I love the animated one. Like, I, I kind of only am true to that one. <clears throat> it's kind of how I feel about Willy Wonka. Like, I tried to watch the Johnny Depp one, but I got like... 10 minutes in and i was like i can't watch this i love the gene wilder one is like the only one that i care about and recognize i'm not gonna waste my time oh, yeah. so that's how i feel about the grinch there's no i mean it's fine if people like it but i'm like no i the i have such intense memories between i think I, my dad made a tape for me which was the grinch and then right after this it was frosty and it was um the frosty oh, yeah. the snowman it was on like cbs or whatever like mm-hmm. some night on like a saturday night at eight like they would play this they'd play the grinch and then, like, they taped it. So I would watch it all the time. And so I have, like, such memories with it that I'm like, no, this is, like, special for me. So I forgot that it was that old. It's, like, 66. Yeah. Because it's, like, Boris Karloff, right? Who does the voice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's really cool. It's, like, such a cool story, too. <laughs> um, Sorry. Go on. Yeah, that's, that's all I have. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's get to uh, favorite scenes and lines. What are some of your... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to like title this episode. There's so many things there is a for lot. quotes. I'm just like, which one? I, my <laughs> first thing I wrote down was was the mom going, Kevin, I'm on the phone. <laughs> like, she's already like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, yeah. as soon as like the, it opens yeah, up. You don't want to do anything. I know. Look at those trucks. <laughs> I was like, I wish all these kids are so annoying. Oh my god, this is my worst nightmare. All of them. Like, all uh, of them. Yeah, no, my my first scene is, I like the grocery store scene when Kevin is checking (laughs) out. And he and the cashier have this funny and weird interaction. Cashier is like, are you here all by yourself? And she goes, and he's like, ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I would be here alone? I don't think so. (laughs) And then she's like, where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. And then she's like, what about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. And she's like, where do you live? And he's like, uh, I can't tell you that. And she's like, why not? He's like, because you're a stranger. I know. I I'm love like, the way he says it, too. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, this kid is smart. Yeah. Um, my uh, my second one is when Kevin comes up to Buzz and asks uh, to sleep in his room. And Kevin's like, can I sleep in your room? I don't want to sleep on the high, uh, high to bed with Fuller. <laughs> Like, I, I don't even remember them calling it hide beds but anyway. Is that a um, Murphy bed? It's a Murphy bed, yeah. yeah. Um, if, if, and then he's like, if he has something to drink, he'll wet the bed. And Buzz is like, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. <laughs> I know, it's so gross. <laughs> I was like, what? And then um, Kevin, uh, when, he's, when he's home alone, and it's like the night, I guess, like the burglars are like gonna actually do the heist, even though they know like he's home and he that's makes- like what's so insane that you would actively oh, go into burgle a house and you know like an eight-year-old is inside oh my God. Like, like what yeah exactly and then and so like kevin's at like the dinner table and he has like the um i guess it's like stouffer's mac and cheese or microwavable or whatever and he's like Bless this highly nutritious microwavable macaroni and cheese dinner and the people who sold it on sale. Amen. I know. He's, he's so cute. He has a glass of milk in like 
in like crystal in a crystal glass. Uh-huh. He's like living his life. That's what's so funny is that you think he's gonna like completely fall apart and have no idea what's going on, and this motherfucker like does not need these people. Mm-hmm. He can do laundry, he can like grocery shop, like what else? Like he can clean up after himself. The place was um, he did that whole party scene somehow like put together an entire like diorama and like stick people with string and then clean it up by the time his mom came home it looked like nothing was there like it's kind of funny i was gonna say something and then now it left my brain but oh i'm um, sorry no 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 you're fine but uh no it's my add but uh yeah no it's just ridiculous like he he clearly like and he talks to god every once in a while where he's like do you hear that? I'm not afraid anymore. Oh, no, he's so like he talking to himself. He's clearly independent. And he knows how to shut down that goddamn furnace. That's <laughs> the most like, terrifying furnace I've ever seen. It really, it really like, is. the metal piece just, like, comes down and, like, clanks. Uh-huh. Like, fuck. Yeah. That's terrifying. My, uh, my last, I mean, the whole movie, like I said, is amazing. But my last scene that I like is that it's in the very beginning too. Again, in Buzz's trunk where where Kevin is like, you know, going through it and everything. He pulls out a Playboy and he's like, and he pulls out like the centerfold, I guess. And he, and he just like goes through it and he's like shaking his head. And he goes, no clothes on anybody. Sickening. No. <laughs> like puts it away. I'm like, oh, honey. It's so funny. I'm like he's just a kid. What are yours? Oh my god. I mean, I think my first favorite scene was the little Nero's pizza where he like knocks on the door and does the whole like plays the movie and does that whole thing. <laughs> and I love how he like I love how he was like, How much is it? And he was like, uh, you know, eleven sixty five and then he you just see the money like fly out of the, <laughs> the like door. He just throws like with twelve bucks, and they're like cheapskate. And then he's like, "Keep the change, you filthy animal!" <laughs> like, I just think that part is so cute, and I like kind of wish that I thought of that as a kid. And I wonder how many kids did that. If you did that, let us know. If you were one of those kids who like tried to do that from this movie, um, I'd be curious to hear hear from you if you did. Um, I thought it was really crazy that as they left him, and he's wondering what the fuck's going on? Like, where's my family? I made them disappear. These motherfuckers are out here in Paris getting fed shrimp cocktail. Right. Like, I was like, this is the most unfair thing. These kids are living their best life. And I love how like the, the kids are like, I think the girls are like, Oh my God, aren't you worried about what could happen to Kevin? And boss is like, no, (laughs) (laughs) not at all. Like, what about, what is he doing? It could be hurt. And he's like, no, I don't care. Oh yeah. No, he's like, a, I, I'm not this lucky. B, something, something. And D, I don't know. I can't remember. I also wrote, like, I also love the mom trying to, like, barter for more shit to, like, change her ticket with those old that old couple for, like, their ticket that night because she wanted to fly that oh, yeah. night. And she was like, I'll give you the watch, a ring, my earrings. I was like, damn, this bitch is out here, like, prostituting herself to get this ticket. Somebody <laughs> give this woman, someone switch their ticket. Yeah, she's like, like <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I'm so desperate. Um, I love the grocery shopping when he comes home, and I love when the bags break, and he just looks at the camera. 
like it's very like office it's a very like office moment that i feel like is also just so sarcastic and funny and like macaulay pretty much which is funny Um, like i mentioned before it's so problematic that these grown-ass parents not parents grown-ass burglars know that there's like a not just a minor child but like a child in this house alone and is still attempting to burgle it because they're randomly like completely obsessed with the house Mm -hmm. like he's like no that house it has to be they might have bonds and like all this other crazy shit i was like man the 80s were wild for bonds and die hard that shit was all over some bonds which we'll get to when we talk about it on patreon but i was like it's not even money it's like bonds are more valuable than money in the 80s it's like kind of crazy that's what they wanted um i do love the little moment that he has with his neighbor that we think is like this gruff man and we find out that he had this like fight with his son years ago and he's really scared to like ask him to like make up and i love that we get that like tender moment and he's just like why don't you call him you'll never know if you don't find out and then at the end i'm sobbing when he looks out the window and you see the sun i was just like i know i was like sobbing i was like oh my god they're all together it's also funny in the honest trailer that they point out when the family does come home and like reunite with him they all are like yay awesome kevin you're great and then they all leave him again they all walk away from him and like go back to other parts of the house and just leave him like it's family is so so bad and then i just love the entire like booby trap like third act where it's like this non-stop like you know three stooges like huge what is it what is that thing called it's not remember the game mousetrap oh yeah like kind of like that but there's a name for those things where like one thing triggers another and then it like leads to a chain of events some people do it on tiktok and i i like have to watch the whole thing because i'm like how do these people set this up like and it's always like so long and so involved and i'm like if one domino doesn't fall right then the whole thing doesn't work like how do these people set this thing up i forget what it's called if anyone out there knows what it's called i i don't know what the name of that puzzle or that trap is called. i know what you're talking about yeah you know what i mean like one thing triggers another and then like thing rolls down a hill and then a ball goes and then like this thing jump like it's i don't know how to describe it didn't they make the movie mousetrap did they like the game yeah, it, but it was like loosely based on the game, but it, like a whole movie. Oh, I think like, in it or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, I do like that. Another quote I love is where he's like, "This is my house. I have to defend it," which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like the fact that these burglars flood the houses of the houses they burgle. They like turn oh, yeah. leave no, the water right? on. What the fuck? Yeah, the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> like what i was like that's so shitty so are they actually plumbers or is that just like a bum van i think it's just a bum van yeah i was like are you guys plumbers is that the other ruse is that you flood their house then you're also get money because you're getting called to fix this like water damage in their house like i don't understand not mario and luigi (laughs) i don't know i mean they kind of are like a little bit they kind of are mario and luigi what if mario and luigi decide to become burglars the kind of (laughs) plumbers what in the multiverse i know what in the chris pratt universe is going on here oh my god oh i like that cartoon though that was cute i haven't seen it i kind of want to see it now that it's on netflix it's good yeah i kind of want to see it uh, they're supposed to make a sequel of course they are it made a fuck ton of money 
yeah i can't remember how much but did yeah. you see ryan gosling did a new ken ep for the holidays did really yeah it no. came out today yeah it came out today it's, oh god. it's like oh my god god help, god help us all he's like really taking this ken thing like this is he's taking it home like he's <laughs> like i'm gonna get that globe and i might get that oscar are they, <laughs> like, are they making are they making an actual ken movie i don't know i don't think anything has been announced as of mm. now i don't think we'll know for a while i hope they don't at all really because i just like the way that it was but i mm-hmm. hope if they do it's not now but i mean i don't want them to wait too long if they were to do something but i hope they don't run <laughs> it into the ground like ryan gosling can do other shit i heard that the rumor is he might join the mcu Interesting. some people are saying ghostwriter yeah or I've they want that. him to be ghostwriter but i don't know I've heard that. I've heard the Ghostwriter thing too. Yeah. Well, now the fact that Kang is no more in the story, I don't know. You know, I no one really knows what's going to happen now. It's literally like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how what direction they're going to go to. I don't know how it's going to affect everything else because it's kind of it kind of is going to affect everything else. But that's kind of all I have. I mean, this movie's great. I'm so glad I got to watch it as an adult because it's just. It is a classic. It's a 90s classic, I have to oh, say. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone watched this movie already, but it's on Disney Plus if I didn't I mean, I'm sure all it always are. Yeah, I'm sure it always will be because I think they probably own the rights or something. But but yeah, uh leave a review if you can. I forgot to say that at the top of the show and join the Patreon for either three dollars or five dollars. Lots of cool shit coming up in the new year. I'm gonna do more interviews, I think. And just, yeah, more shit, more stuff going on. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. It's yeah. Bye.